welcome back to Write Damn It with me, Zoe Richards, your host. This is the podcast for writers of all kinds who maybe get stuck with your writing. This podcast will help you get unstuck and help re-motivate you so that you get the writing done. Episode 75 and today is the steps 5 and 6 of the writing reboot. Step 5 is all about kindness and caring to ourselves. But actually, it's also about expanding, expanding, extending that to other people as well, isn't it? And step six, well, that's the easiest one in a way. And that is the right damn it step. That is about just getting on with doing the writing, because unless we do it, nothing happens. We've got nothing to work with if, as we say, there is a blank sheet of paper in front of us. But let's start off thinking about kindness and caring. I find that I am probably in the world class element of being able to pull myself down at times. I don't think I'm alone in that, by the way. I think that world class arena is one that we all frequent. We're just so good at telling ourselves we're so bad. Why on earth do we do it? I don't know whether we're wired to tell ourselves that we can't do something or whether it goes back to school days and to our childhood when we couldn't do things. But the reality is most of us have thought patterns that take us into negative thinking. So we tell ourselves that we can't do something. We tell ourselves we're no good at doing something. And we believe ourselves. Do you know, I would never be so nasty to other people as I am to me. Why do I do that? So this step is all about being kind to ourselves and caring for ourselves as we write. And there's three simple things that I want to tell you about that I do. So the first one I'm going to guess that, so here we are, as I'm recording this, it's coming to the end of January, the longest month of the year, and we've probably not quite done what we meant to do this month. That might be something to do with the gym, might be something about changing our diet, and because this is a writing podcast, it's probably got something to do with our writing. So, I start with forgiveness. Now, I came across forgiveness many years ago, probably, uh, well, I say I came across it as if it's something unique to me. Um, I came across forgiveness mantra around about 14 years ago, 13, 14 years ago. I came across a woman called Denise Duffield Thomas. Now, Denise is a, a money mindset coach and she helps people to get over problems that they have with the way that they think about money. And she actually has a, a boot camp called the, the Lucky, Bo- Lucky Bitch Money Boot Camp. I think she might have changed the name actually, but the book is called Get Rich Lucky Bitch. And she also has one for people who are in business called Chill and Prosper. And Denise introduced me to this whole thing of how we can use a forgiveness mantra to help ourselves move on from some of the negative thoughts we have. And it's very, very simple. You start off, you think about that negative thought that you're having. So let's just say that you have not managed to write much in January. So you're saying to yourself, I'll never be able to get this book written. I just can't write. I can't do it. I'm not getting time to do it. I just, I'm not going to finish. So you're having these negative thoughts. 
so the forgiveness mantra. Now, there are two versions of this, so I'm going to tell you the one I like best. There is one called Ho'oponopono. That's Ho'oponopono, which is a Hawaiian forgiveness mantra. Now, the version I use, it's only got one phrase slightly changed from the Hawaiian version. But it's worth having a look at the Hawaiian one if you feel that you really want to get into this. But the idea with both forms of forgiveness mantra is to think of that negative thought. Think about how you are talking to yourself right now. The first thing you do is you say through this mantra, which is four things, and it goes like this. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Thank you. I love you. Now, remember, this is something you're saying to yourself. You can use it for other people. So if somebody has said something to you, let's say you got feedback that you didn't like. And so you think of that feedback that really didn't land well for you. So when you come to the I love you, you're thinking of the other person. Now, remember that quite often in the West, we are not using as broad a term of I love you. So I want you to think of I love you in its broader sense, which is more about that sense of connection rather than it simply being about romantic love. So what you're going to do is is think of in this case now, we're thinking about feedback from a person, you'd think of that person and the feedback that they've given you and you say, I'm sorry, I forgive you, thank you, I love you. And as I say, think of that I love you as being about a connection kind of I love you as opposed to being I am romantically involved with you. When it comes to yourself, you may find saying I love you to yourself is quite difficult. And it could well be at first. Notice those feelings. Notice if you cringe or you squirm a bit at the thought of saying I love you to yourself. You can say this in your head, by the way. I do find it works better when I say it out loud. Wait until there's nobody around and then say it out loud. But the whole process of saying I'm sorry, I forgive you, thank you, I love you, it kind of helps to do a bit of a release in your brain from those negative thoughts of, I'm just not sitting down and writing. Well, okay, if I'm not sitting down and writing, I'm sorry, I forgive you, thank you, I love you. Now, the next step is check in. How are you feeling at the end of that? If it doesn't feel like there's any change, say the mantra again and say it a few times. Now, what I find is I have an actual physical reaction when my brain has taken on board the forgiveness. And that physical reaction could be, I sigh, I could sneeze, I might cough, I might have a desperate need to swallow. I have had one occasion where I was working on something really quite deep and I was doing the mantra again and again and again. It wasn't to do with my writing, but I was going in really deep. And at the end, when I knew that things had changed, I actually vomited. And about half an hour later, I felt amazing. And in fact, now I'm telling you that story, I've realised I can't even remember what I was working on the forgiveness on. And yeah, the whole thing of being attached to whatever it was has gone. So it really is something that works for us. So that's the forgiveness mantra. The second thing that I do is that I work through tapping. I don't know whether you've come across this. It's emotional freedom technique. And this has been researched to show that it does actually work. 
And what we do is we tap on specific parts of our body. Now, I can't show you those parts of the body as I'm doing this through a, an audio podcast. But I can tell you that if you go onto YouTube and, and type in something like, for example, Brad Yates. Brad Yates is an American guy who does emotional freedom technique. There are many others. So you could even just put in tapping or emotional freedom technique and you will find others who you can then follow for how you do it. Now, if you think this is totally woo-woo and I am off my head for thinking this is something that can help with our writing, I can tell you that there are many famous people who, many celebrities who go on stage who use emotional freedom technique, who use tapping as a way to help them get over their stage fright. Michael Ball is one of those who is really big about how tapping helped him. Now, I can't remember who it was that he said he was standing at the stage. I think it was at the London Palladium and this other celebrity was tapping and he said, what are you doing? He said, oh, well, I get stage fright and I actually can't go on stage until I've gone a few rounds of doing this tapping. So Michael Ball tried it and I heard him talking about this on Breakfast TV And he said on that particular occasion, he was just about able to do it without being overwhelmed by his stage fright. And I don't know if you know, but he couldn't go on stage for some years because his stage fright had got so significant for him. It had become debilitating. So he actually used the tapping technique to get him to a place where he was able to get back on stage and feel a lot better about himself. So what we do when we do tapping is we we think about what is it we need to tap on? And when you go to somebody like Brad Yates and look at his YouTube videos, you can actually Google based on Brad Yates tapping and then put in the topic. Procrastinating is a good one or not doing what I plan to do, struggling in life, mental health issues, literally anything, money issues, uh, not feeling good about myself, not being able to sleep. I've used his sleep one a few times. Honestly, this is such an amazing tool. So I would probably, if I wasn't able to write right now, I would probably tap on something like, even though I'm struggling to write, I completely love, honour and respect myself. Or words to that effect. And I would keep on tapping around words similar to that. It's okay not to be able to write at the moment. It's okay to have some issues with my writing. When the time's right, I'll be able to write again. Even though I'm not writing at the moment, I completely love, honour and respect myself. And you can change the words to a way that works for you. So play around with it. As I say, go and Google tapping or emotional freedom technique and you will find that it is something that you can use if you're struggling to get over some of these blocks that you've created for yourself. And then the third thing I want to talk about in being kind to yourself, caring for yourself, is recognising the seasons that we're in. Sometimes it's just not possible to do your writing. And if that's what's going on for you, be okay with that. You don't need to punish yourself for going through a season of life that's not working for you. I remember when I was going through the earlier stages of menopause, I was getting complete and utter brain fog. There was no way I could write at that time because I could barely think for myself. There was also a time in our life many years ago where my husband and I were getting divorced. We didn't. Spoiler alert, we stayed together. It was tough for a while. 
No way did I write during that time. Not just the lead up to us thinking we were going to get divorced, but us working our way out of that situation as well. So recognise those seasons that you're in. If you're really tired, if you've got a health problem, maybe you can't write right now. Or maybe because you've got some form of a health issue that's preventing you getting out, maybe this is a time when you can write. But what I want you to recognise is that there are seasons in our life where things are difficult and there are seasons when it gets a lot easier. And actually, you can combine the forgiveness mantra and the tapping when you're saying to yourself, this is a season I am in. It's okay to be in this season of life, even though it feels very difficult right now. I love, honour and respect myself. I'm sorry. I forgive me. Thank you. I love me. I've just said me there. I usually say you, even though I do it about me. So yeah, you can just play around with these tools to help yourself be able to be kinder to yourself. Okay, so that's step five about kindness and caring. What about step six and write, damn it? So all right, if we have decided we're not in a season to write, don't do step six right now. Decide that you'll come back to step six at a time that works for you. However, if you are going to be writing right now and you've gone through all of that forgiveness, you've done some tapping on it, you've decided to be kind to yourself and work with the season of your life and you are going to write, damn it, then there are techniques that you can use to help yourself get the writing done. Now, I'm going to let you into, I was going to say a little secret. It's not really a secret because I have announced it on Twitter or Twix, as I keep on meaning to call it now. So what I have had happen is that um, I'm setting aside book two. Now, what you'll find interesting on this is that I have recorded some interviews with people where I'm saying I've just got to the end. I'm starting the edit. And yeah, since I recorded those episodes, I've made the decision I'm setting aside book two. So it's not actually going to be the book it was. It's still got the same characters, same location, same kind of theme to it. But I need to, I found the story now. That's basically what I'm telling you. And I've got to rewrite book two from scratch. Ah, I'm going to do it. I can do it. I know I will do it. But in order for me to be able to do it, I've done the things that I know work for me to make sure that I can write damn it. So the first of those is to know what my daily target is. I'm not going to write that target every single day, but I will have days where I will give myself longer writing periods so that then I can achieve a weekly target. So I find that helps. I also use the word bank that the bestseller experiment does. And so that's about trying to make sure that I go on a streak of writing every single day. You might decide your streak is five days a week. You could decide that your streak is three days a week. That's absolutely fine. What you need to know is what is your streak going to be? And then you can bank your hours. You can bank the hours on Twitter or, you know, some form of social media that you like using, or you can bank it with a friend. So for February, I've got a writing buddy through the bestseller experiment with Karen Story. And Karen and I are going to support each other through the whole of February, getting our writing done. So we'll just check in with each other at the end of each day and say, this is what I've managed to do today. So find yourself a writing buddy that you can do that with. And then the other thing you can do if you're an early morning writer 
you can join me and Kaylee Rattle on Twitter with the hashtag Rise and Shine Writers. So at the moment we're getting up at 6.30 and writing. I think we're going to be aiming to get to 6am and do a bit of writing. So this is a way to get yourself doing something before the day starts. Because what I find can quite often happen is the day runs away with us before we know it. We're trying to squeeze in a bit of writing at the end of the day when we're tired. So actually, it can help to do Rise and Shine Writers, get that writing done and then feel better about yourself because the writing is already sorted and banked. So that's another thing you can do. And then the last one is the Pomodoro technique. So it's worth Googling it so that you know it in detail. But briefly, this is about setting yourself an alarm that you're going to write for a specific period of time. You might choose to have 15 minute stints. You could choose to have half hour stints, 45 minutes. Find what your sweet spot is. We all have a sweet spot. I find that mine is probably around 45 to 50 minutes, but I know some people that theirs is around about 15 minutes. So you set an alarm for yourself and you write for that period of time. If an alarm feels a bit too scary, then I know somebody who has um, an hourglass and uses an hourglass. And I have somebody else who has somebody come and tell them that it's time for them to finish now. So just use the Pomodoro technique in a way that works for you. Okay, there we go. I think that's some simple techniques there to help you. I hope you give them a try because I found that they've actually turned things around for me. And you know, when you find yourself thinking that other people are lucky, remember that most luck has been worked at. And if it's tools that people have got that have helped them achieve their luck, it's worth playing around and finding if one of the tools that other people use to get themselves writing with regularity actually works for you. If the first one you try doesn't work, try something else. If that doesn't work, try something else and keep on trying till you find the technique that makes it stick. And then you can write, damn it. There you go. So I'll leave you to it. Happy writing. May the words flow for you. I'll see you on the next episode.